<laughs> you know, it's not gonna be the the worst song we hear tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Doctor Forrester, for a nice weekend of movies. <laughs> I try. You did on this one for sure. Two hardcore listeners expecting us to fill them in on what happened 40 years ago. <laughs> Got to be on top things here. You know, I I think this one may generate some fresh clicks, though. You got Star Wars going up against Lord of the Rings. I mean, not the best what each <laughs> franchise has to offer, but still it's going to be in the title. Wait a minute. I'm confused. This ought to be good. Were we supposed to be doing Star Wars and uh, Lord of the Rings for this episode? A Star Wars and A Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, Josh had an oopsie. <laughs> what did you watch? The Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. You watch uh, Psycho and Little Voices. I bet. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen both, but I'm kidding. <laughs> How did you, uh, did you just think we were using weird Chewbacca gifs back and forth? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you all were like just getting ahead and like started watching that for like next week or whatever. And I was like, okay, they're getting their jollies on the Star Wars Christmas no. special. No, sir, we were not. No. <laughs> I held it until the, what, four, four hours before recording. I'm oh. like, I can do both. <laughs> How did I get this confused? I think it's purposeful is what I think. Oh, darn. Yes, I can't watch that one. Go ahead and do it without me. I know the wild country. I can take you to Rivendell by paths that are seldom trodden. Will you have me? With your leave, Mr. Frodo, I'd say no. This strider, he says, be more careful. I say, let's start with him. How do we know he's from Gandalf? More like he's a play-acting spy working for... For them. I, I don't know, Sam. I think one of the enemy's servants would, well, seem fairer and feel fouler, if you understand. <laughs> While I look foul and feel fair, is that it? Well, no, no, I, I meant... Frodo! Frodo, I've seen them! I've seen them, Frodo! I've seen them! Black riders! My man found him lying in the street. There were two of them. They were hissing to each other. I seem to be drawn towards them. Well, you do need looking after all of you. There's been strange folk about for days. That ranger, Strider coming and going, and... Strider! They come from Mordor. Save us! They won't trouble you once I'm gone. Strider came to offer me his help. Well, you know your own business, maybe. But in your place, I wouldn't take up with a ranger out of the wild. They have no choice. There is no one else for them to take up with except a fat innkeeper who only remembers his name because people shouted at him all day. 
Hello and welcome to Sober Cinema. I am your awesome new host, Josh Dotson. <laughs> so awesome that uh, you may be wondering why why is he speaking to me right now? And I'll tell you, I did not watch this week's movies. <laughs> I gives you I stand by. I gives stand you by all action. all the credibility in the world <laughs> to be talking to them on this movie podcast. So naturally, I'm the host. <laughs> That's, if you if you're not talented enough to create you critique slash host <laughs> all right that's on brand that's what we do here yeah 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 so we will be traveling through hyperspace back to the year 1978 i think this is our oldest selection to this point uh, years. Yeah. yeah so to help bring in the holidays we have <laughs> <laughs> the star wars holiday special I was really um, hoping you were going to say, The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. Uh, well, you know what? I, I do get a Christmas time feeling with Lord of the Rings, since they kind of always re- released right before Christmas. That was a nice three years yeah, there. I, I think the that. Peter Jackson, they might have even sort of reshaped the idea of what a Christmas movie was. Sort of like a big action spectacle with those It didn't releases. have to be holiday related. It just had to kind of be something special, you know, yeah. something, something extravagant. But don't get excited listener because we are not talking <laughs> yes. about peter jackson's lord of the rings we are talking about the 1978 animated classic ralph uh, bakshi's lord of the rings y- thank you very you much go. there you go jared a little enthusiasm i like it <laughs> well when the director's named ralph you know you're in good hands how dare you he's got a cool last name and you're gonna relegate him to just ralph uh, actually, I actually did have to look up because I was like, it can't just be as simple as Ralph Bakshi. No, it is. That's well, it. it is. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going to make the uh, professional call here and say we're going to we're going to save the holiday special in a bit. That would be our uh, our actual forgotten film in this instance because I didn't know if Lord of the Rings was successful, which apparently it was successful financially. I think it made like thirty million on a budget of four but as far as coming from that peter jackson element i was like oh that must have been trash and everybody hated it when it came out and these are the real ones it's you know it's it's a bad attempt at the book material i mean i can't it's not offensive though no it's not you know shitting all over lord of the rings but it wasn't good though either i don't think i didn't want to touch on the uh obvious exceptions with aragorn and legolas (laughs) aragorn apache chief and Legolas of the Orient. <laughs> I, I did remember that. I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, the cartoon, you know, the Andrew Strider, he's Native American. But I'm like, well, okay, whatever. You know, Middle Earth, I don't know what the fuck they look like. There was actually something <laughs> Bakshi said that he didn't even care what the characters look like. He's like, if you don't get the story right, it doesn't matter, like, what their designs are. Because someone's questioning, like, the hobbits, because they look, they look like cartoons. And then the actual size, like human, even Gimli is like actual size, like person. Yeah. He's the same height. They look like people that were rotoscoped. <laughs> and it's, it was, I don't know. I'd like to find like an actual interview with him, like an audio one. Cause it's like, <laughs> he sounds like a guy that when people were bringing up anything, like that didn't really work out that well. He's like, what do you know about it? Like, you know, it's like he cut <laughs> off any complaint. <laughs> he got Lucas who's saying, yeah, that sucks. Never, never see it again. And Bakshi, like he apparently was in like, just according to like the Wikipedia article, really pissed off that Peter Jackson at first said he had never seen mm-hmm. his film. And then later on, he admitted that, like, yeah, because in one of the commentaries, he's like, yeah, that's a, a shot that I stole from the cartoon. That's like a, an homage to it. 
And he's like, see, see? Oh, he was embarrassed about it until he got a little success. Now he's fine with it. Oh, I see how it is. I'm like, how old are you, Boxy? What, like, fucking 80 years old, wanting to fist fight this New Zealander? <laughs> Some sour grapes. I'm, I read something where it was like, complaining like, yeah, Jackson had the bigger budget and more at his disposal, this, that, the other, at an advanced time. I was like, ah. It's like, dude, you probably still wouldn't have made that movie. Like, <laughs> no. Fucking, fucking Tracer is what you are. You're, you're tracing people. <laughs> 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 your fucking weird transition to like actual horses and people and then back to cartoon horses and uh, it's I weird mean, it's the 70s it's, really weird. it's, it's just, you know what these are just these are two very different drug movies that'd be the simplest <laughs> way to explain it <laughs> yeah lsd and coke oh we have john hurt as aragorn full of vinegar and piss as always i mean if you gotta cast someone that sounds like a Native American. John <laughs> As we all know. I said you have no choice, Sam. Because if I wanted the ring for myself, I could have it. Now. Uh, so no, we're going to save the Star Wars Holiday Special because uh, it is truly... Truly a forgotten film because Lucas refuses to acknowledge it. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's been intentionally like made to be forgotten. It aired once uh, and has never been released on any sort of video. I believe the uh, Boba Fett cartoon I read is an Easter egg on the Star Wars. Uh, com- well, at that point, complete Blu-ray set in 2011 is an Easter egg. If you can find it uh-huh. on a menu, that is the only time it's been. And even then, that's pretty much unofficially released on video. So yeah, that is truly forgotten. Uh, that being said, Lord of the Rings. I don't. I think I'd seen parts of this. I'd seen the Hobbit cartoon. Jared, I think you and I. I think you and I talked about that. Like I'd, mm-hmm. but I, I'd, time, I'd, yeah. I had not. I'd never sat down and watched the Lord of the Rings animated film. Didn't we try to watch this like one time? Whenever like I was. We were still in high school, and my stepsister wouldn't stop interrupting us or something. Um, that's a, that, that sounds about right. I probably only have I have a memory of your stepsister being obnoxious, but I don't remember <laughs> what she was interrupting. So I guess we didn't get too far. No. But this has uh, oh, Josh. Let's see, you've seen like <laughs> Waking Life. I think you and I watched that in college. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Imagine the action sequences getting that rotoscope technology. <laughs> When there's fight scenes. So take that for what you will, good or bad. It does. I mean, it's definitely like a seventies sort of look and it's definitely kind of, uh, trippy and dark and at times kind of scary, but <laughs> imagine you pulling the covers up over your nose. Well, <laughs> you have, uh, humans playing like say the, the ring race here. So the dark riders are chasing our hobbits. The hobbits are cartoons, like look like cartoons, mm-hmm. but like the villains, it's like they are the humans that enter this animated realm. Cell-shaded, like, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So it's this weird hybrid. Like I said, I could see it in the 70s and with it being a fantasy property. People think like, oh, this is cool looking. But this is not the Hobbit uh, cartoon, which I, I saw in grade school. I actually kind of understand why they didn't play this one in elementary school. <laughs> if you're a kid, you're probably wondering like why it's half cartoon uh, half grown men grunting and like lunging with swords at cartoon <laughs> hobbits. I think I see why it wasn't played in elementary school. I'm just looking at the uh, box cover here, and uh, looks like it could be on the side of a van. <laughs> Gan- <laughs> well, Gandalf's long sword coming right at you, extremely phallic from about it? waist 
from like waist length up there. <laughs> His beard is the the bush behind it there as well. <laughs> 1970s bush. Yeah, it's very. It appears like it it is splitting two small children <laughs> standing up to the sun. <laughs> oh, this podcast flagged already. Oh, Ralph Bakshi <laughs> strikes again. Voicing <laughs> the minds of young children. Okay. Unlike, I'll let, and then, yeah, I'll let Jared introduce the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'll, I'll just go ahead and state my case that, especially watching these two back to back, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, this may not be, uh, you know, standing up to modern times, but you still get basically the Lord of the Rings story. Like, you still get a lot of the same lines in the Peter Jackson version because they're just lifting them from the books, from the source material. And a lot of the same beats, they also cut out some of the similar shit, like Tom Bombadil. You don't get that in either version. I can't say the same. Like, if you were showing someone the Star Wars Holiday Special, I don't know if people would even understand what Star Wars the universe is, just watching it. I think if you <laughs> if you watch the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings, I think you still get like, oh yeah, I understand what uh, Frodo did, at least for the first two-thirds of the It's still there, trilogy. like, yeah. it's just not done as well. Yeah, I like that. That's a very fair, <laughs> honestly, very fair assessment of Star Wars. Because I my my constant thought when I was watching Star Wars like can you imagine being a child in the seventies <laughs> and like Dad let's watch the holiday special for Star Wars and he's already probably that old type of oh, son sci fi nonsense and then you sit down to actually watch this like I'm trying it, to imagine my dad who would have been <laughs> he would have been in a uh, tail end of like high school at that point and this came out and I remember him being somewhat dismayed. Uh, at my late love of Star Wars back in the 90s when they released the special editions. And oh, I can no only imagine that that's why he was so perturbed by me discovering Star Wars decades later as he had this in his mind, <laughs> watching this with his family on CBS on a Friday night. You just want to watch The Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman. <laughs> nope, that is preempted no. for a look at... That's, uh, that's honestly how the freaking video starts, Josh, is... Uh, we're sorry to inform you that the Incredible Hulk is not here tonight. <laughs> I actually think that adds a little like bit of the charm imagine, of it. I like to imagine Marty sitting there shirtless, painted in green, <laughs> like cussing. Presumably, like you know, with his nunchucks ready to go. My dad's weapon of choice in the seventies, <laughs> along with a very, very brief, stern word. Um, I actually, Jared, I, I kind of liked watching. That's probably the only aspect I liked of watching this Star Wars holiday special is that since there's never been an official release, at least the bootleg that I was watching, it's like I think from a local Baltimore TV station. So yeah. I got all the commercials and stuff, and then and the local news cut-ins for like what they were going to update you on after this abomination, <laughs> the celebration of Life Day on Kashyyyk is over with. That's about it, Jared. Uh, okay, so Jared, explain. If you're not a Star Wars fan, or even if you are, <laughs> what happened here? What, what, what is the plot of this holiday special? So essentially we pick up after the uh, events of Episode 4. Um, it's called Episode 4 and a half in the scroll screen that it actually gets. All you've really got to go on is Han and Chewie are trying to get back to Kashyyyk to celebrate the Wookiee holiday of Life Day. And, of course, they get stopped by Imperials, you know, the, the usual hoops that they have to jump through. And then, uh, apart from that, it's the variety show of the Wookiees and how they pass their time. A lot of uh, screen watching. You have, like, your kitchen TV for uh, Chewie's wife. You have, I guess, the little portable machine, like a 
predating like a tablet oh, for, yeah. the for the Art uh, Carney. Uh, <laughs> Art Carney brings them gifts for Lafay. Walker's wife. Mala. It's, it's uh yeah. His son's name is Lumpy, and is it his dad? Is his, his dad? His name is Itchy. Wow. But I called Man. them by their Christian names, Itchbaka and Lumpbaka. So. <laughs> <laughs> On top is that of actually, that, is that Chewbacca. actually they're they're in the canon? If this is considered <laughs> no, canon. No. I just, uh, but Chewie is short for Chewbacca, so it's well, Chewbacca and Lumpbacca. I mean, I'm not trying to nerd out too much, but when I was reading this, like, good God, how did this, who, whose ideas was this? There was like a little note that said those are not their actual names. Like, those are just short nicknames, like Chewie would be. And I'm like, what, okay, what are their names? <laughs> and if, if it's Itchy, what is the more redeemable oh, that version? Prob- that was probably a George Lucas like. Um, special edition, like that's not their actual names. Well, he's as Jared said, he's disowned this and won't allow it, or I guess didn't until he sold the the rights to Star Wars to Disney to be reproduced. However, one of the complaints by the they just hired like a variety show producers to put this on. Bruce Valance being one of them. <laughs> I think in his mind it was going to be like a Star Wars movie, but there was more money to be made in a big variety show because there was there was. Something so bizarre about the the idea of doing Star Wars with variety. So he um, he sold this to CBS, and uh, unfortunately, the central characters in this story were the Wookies, and the Wookies look kind of like me, and they don't speak any discernible language. They sound like fat people having orgasms. It's like <laughs> trust me, I know. And that would be like, ah, ah, that's hi, honey, I'm home. Lucas insisted if they were going to do it, and now he didn't write it. He had nothing to do with it at all, uh, was, hey, I'll allow you to do this and give me money, but this has to be <laughs> revolving around Chewie's family. And the question they had was, but they don't speak, and there's no subtitles for Wookiees. You have to have like a human there to basically, like like the same with R2 the robot, you have a human basically responding and then you can gather what they said you can infer, there's no there's like, they have to bend over backwards to have people show up at their house, like it's like a sitcom, like the plumber shows up or or a, an imperial stormtrooper to banter with these Wookiees they said, they said George Lucas's initial vision, he said it wanted to be Jewish Wookiees <laughs> Yeah, sometimes well, sometimes it's good when Disney just buys you out before yeah, <laughs> true madness George, sets in. He he's upset at how that ended, and he was <laughs> I I don't know. Somebody said uh, I read online their criticism of it was and that's the person that worked on it was it's like a sentient bag of cocaine made a two hour. <laughs> so yeah, there's you know, music, Josh. There's there's there, there are a lot of Jefferson music. Starship. Jefferson Starship. Apparently, the Imperial Army. That's that's their jam. That's oh, sweet. <laughs> in the middle You're of doing this a ho- house raid. Yeah, middle of this home invasion horror movie that we're seeing with four Wookies, with the military <laughs> showing up and taking their TVs. Uh, you can you can distract the Imperial Army by on Jefferson Starship. Uh, my wife walked by the kitchen when I had this on the iPad at 2.8 speed on VLC, <laughs> oh. and she thought I was watching a man 
with long hair in a 70s like porno, presumably, because he has a <laughs> microphone and the way that it is lit and with it, they appear to make it look like a lightsaber. I think that's what they're going for. Instead, it looked like a glowing purple dildo that he's like mouthing into. <laughs> and she looked at me and I've got the AirPods on and I, I'm like, I, I can't stop. I can't. I got it. We got to record tonight. Like, just can't do it. Just you, you judge me as you will. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> And yours too, <laughs> Josh. You still regretful about you watching next week's combo? No, it sounds like I, I've made the right mistake. Is what it sounds like. Um, but by the sounds of it, it also sounds that like Chewbacca is like an absentee father slash husband. Uh, he just goes off. Uh, There's a weird subplot where they can like. I guess I don't know, Jared. If every Wookiee on the planet can just check like air traffic control for like the entire planet, it would be. It's like he can't. They can't check in with the Millennium Falcon, which seems like that would be easier. But instead, they just load up their computer at their their desk, and they're like, "Any ships coming in, landing on our planet?" Oh, nope, doesn't look that way. Pretty good tech for somebody that lives in a tree <laughs> <laughs> and likes to watch cooking shows with Harvey Corman as a four armed. Alien? Orange-breasted alien. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> this is, I'm, we're not, we're not screwing with you. This is actually, I'm not like riffing off the crazy shit off the top of my head. Like Harvey Corman plays. Very nice. Now, step two, while we're stirring, we also whip. So it's stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Let's try it again together at an increased tempo because precision is very important in this recipe and we do want to have a fine consistency, don't we? So, and on the count of what? A Julia Child. Yeah, like four-armed, like blackface almost. I, I, that was the one time I slowed it down. I was like, "Ooh, what are we?" Whoa, I was like, "This low. is a, this is really bad." <laughs> you know, it's a a rip, a sixth generation copy from a VHS tape. I'm like, maybe that's purple or gold. I'm like, you know what? I'm not not gonna get into it. We already did bamboozled. We don't need to get back into it for Star Wars: The Holiday Special. Oh my! So okay, so you all hinted off mock beforehand that there was a uh, B Arthur. Appearance. I, w- I want to hear a little bit. Yeah, about that's that. you on our Instagram post. You're mm-hmm. <laughs> you're B Arthur. Yeah, the uh, prudish bartender of the Moss Eisley Cantina. I don't know. She's being hit on by a man with uh, with a hole in his head, and also that's how Harvey Corman. That's that's how he gets his fluids. Is she just <laughs> opens up the top of his head and just and pours, and he's uh, he's trying to get with her, and she's. She's, you know, a small business operator here trying to just make a living. But still, Josh has time to sing. Hmm. Wait, Not which one? B. Arthur. That doesn't seem like a necessary thing. I actually thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so now, damn it. Well, I'm about two hours in. This bitch better sing here in a second. <laughs> The Empire Institute's a curfew on the planet of Tatooine. And the whole planet. She's, the whole planet now. <laughs> everybody has to go home. Yeah, was it, an, was it announced like you know, mid-shift or something? I don't know. It seems like everything's pretty normal. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't keep in mind I'm watching this at like triple speed and not slowing down. But I couldn't. I was like, is B. Arthur lying to these people? Does she just want to go home? Is she tired of being accosted by these strange men and... She's got the Dan Figren band playing. I also had a problem with that, Josh. The song she sings is not original music. 
they'd like try to work in a song to the the cantina song oh no yeah and it's <laughs> it's not smooth it's not, <laughs> it's not that buttery smoothness i expect from b arthur <laughs> A gentle touch, not there. <laughs> it's kind of a, oh my. a hard stroke. <laughs> that was another thing. Was like, <laughs> who were they? Who were they appealing to? I looked it up. Harvey Corman was fifty-one years old. B. Arthur was fifty-six years old, and Art Carney was sixty fucking years old. Whenever they made this, is like the people that they pulled in to do this special. Like, you've got kids that's eight, nine, ten years old trying to watch this. I, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of. Uh... A lot of music. Um, there, there's a cartoon, which is probably the, the only thing that is serviceable here. It's the first appearance of Boba Fett yeah. before Empire Strikes Back. And uh, it looks... I was trying to think. It looked kind of like... Um, looked like uh, Aeon Flux. That's what... Yeah, yeah. From uh, Liquid Television, the MTV mm-hmm. days. So, obviously, that came after this. Um, I think, is it Mobius? I think, is the artist, like the French artist where all that shit came from. Anyway, mm. it's a, a cool-looking cartoon, and it's the only thing that actually will hold your attention. I don't know if that's because <laughs> it's Boba Fett. Out of the because it's just a Star Wars adventure. They go to this planet, yeah. you know, Han's captured, Luke's there, R2, there's some, you know, deceit. And uh, I don't guess there's too much fighting, but it, it, it does end weird. It ends with Boba Fett is lying to Luke and them uh, appealing to them like he's a friend because Han Solo's not there to say, Hey, that's not, you know, that guy's trouble. And he gets them right where he wants them. And then he waits long enough for them to figure it out. And then he jetpacks out of the ship. And it's like, <laughs> I'll see you again another day. <laughs> <laughs> not the most effective bounty hunter. Um, Jared, I want to bounce off your point about who the audience was for. I think that's something that the Lord of the Rings cartoon at least gets right because I feel like Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, other than maybe The Hobbit, has always had like an adult sensibility. And I was reading some criticism about it that's like, if you're not, um, if you weren't like a fan of the the canon, a fan of the uh, the original books, then you wouldn't understand this. And I'm thinking like, yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Like, <laughs> the yeah, Hobbit. I assume you wouldn't. I mean, the like, Hobbit that, is the one, the training wheels version yeah. to this world. That's the one aimed at kids, and it should be. It's more fun. It's easily mm-hmm. accessible. This, I don't even know how you do a stripped down version. I feel like when you try to do something that's a little bit more introductory with Lord of the Rings, uh, ends up just being worse. Like Jackson, you know, he made that smart decision that <clears throat> in his film trilogy. They just have one big sequence. Like they have a first big battle and then they go into here's the rings, like all of this. And if you get it, you get it. If not, <laughs> go get your money back because it's going to be <laughs> nine more hours of this. I guess I'll ask Josh, and side unseen, like explaining this, like the difference between these two is that Lord of the Rings is serviceable, but there's, there is a better, like more complete version of this with the Peter Jackson trilogy. So, having not seen either of these, would you rather that spend your time two hours on? And keep in mind, this is not the Return of the King because there was an abandoned part two to this that the yeah. studio didn't make. At least not with Ralph Bakshi. They, another studio, which is confusing, with a completely Very different, confusing. completely different animation style. There's different animation styles for The Hobbit, <laughs> The Lord of the Rings, and then The Return of the King. If you buy mm. that animated box set, would you rather just see a sort of vanilla, you know, not that great? version of lord of the rings as far as action with this animated film or something off the rails with b arthur getting hit on at a bar and singing to the cantina song and Summer's hmm. holiday special i guess it depends on when we're looking i mean 
back, you know, 78, we didn't have the Peter Jackson movies. So if that was the only way you were going to get some Lord of the Rings, then I'm sure there were probably some hardcore Lord of the Rings fans that were probably very eager to, And you yeah, know. even then, at that time, animation probably was the only way to really go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How expensive would that have been and how great, if they had done it live action, that would be even would worse as rough. far as today, how dated yeah. it would become. Um, so I, I think that would definitely be preferable from that point of view. But like from our point of view of, you know, where we are today, um, <laughs> well, we certainly have Jackson's Lord of the Rings and that's pretty much the definitive take on it. And, uh, I, that's one reason why I think we own this animated <laughs> version of Lord of the Rings, but I've never watched you're still it. still waiting for the right time. Even yeah. when it's scheduled on a podcast, you're like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch Little Voice on Tubi TV. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, dear listeners. Two weeks time. That's right. Just not by my calendar. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little early. So have we intrigued you enough to check out the Star Wars holiday special? That was what I was going to say. Is that I take your all's <laughs> word for it being as terrible as you say it is, but it's like you, you've made it out to be the tr- a train wreck that I want to see. But I'm like, the curiosity is totally there. So I'm probably going to watch it <laughs> just just out of that sick curiosity. I would say the worst parts are the Wookiee stuff, because there's long stretches where it's just the Wookiee walking through his house, like to his room. or I mean, the music stuff doesn't work at all for Star Wars, but it <laughs> As Jared said, at least it feels like what I presume to be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the actress that was inside of Lumpy, and I will see if that appeals to you. Um, Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's for Hiro. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Superfan Hiro, who has a very particular taste in women and Wookiee outfits. <laughs> Lumpy indeed. This is the same man who uh, I believe is on record on his podcast having pissed himself in his Chewbacca outfit going to see Force <laughs> Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Scaring every woman who was dragged to see Star Wars by their husband that there's a <laughs> foul urine-smelling Wookiee <laughs> in attendance with them. That's a... Uh, you can listen to his podcast, <laughs> the True Romance Film Podcast, if you're so inclined to take criticism from a man covered in his own filth in a children's outfit. <laughs> we just lost a subscriber. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to go against Josh. I'm going to say having already been through the experience, uh, I think Star Wars Holiday Special... As a one-time thing, and I actually would challenge Josh to sit through it at normal speed. I think this is something that works better if you if you go down a YouTube rabbit hole and find like the highlights, and by that I mean I guess like the lowlights. It probably works better on that oh, than I'm, sitting through it in one go. I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm grabbing the family, the kids. Oh God, we're Josh. Going, we're going to load up in the living room. I mean, your Christmas children are very young. Don't <laughs> don't start Sorry. them off with this impression. <laughs> <laughs> they may actually just, want, want to enjoy the actual Star Wars, and they're going to have a big-breasted, lumpy child. <laughs> I tell you what, what's sad is kind of going back to the the story you all were giving earlier about like um, <laughs> some adult trying to sit down and watch this with their kid, shaking their head at it. What's even sadder is 
the the child or like young teen or whatnot that like saw Star Wars in the theater and is like, no, you don't understand this Star Wars. I don't care if you don't like sci-fi, Dad. This is like high quality entertainment. Like, mm. come on, just just check this out with me. You know, just sit down and watch this. And they <laughs> tune in and, and then they get get what you have described. That's you would pull the plug early though. I think you would get a sense like, oh no, like <laughs> it's not the fun type of bad. I swear it's not. Like I know I went in with the same preconceptions. I was like, man, this is going to be fantastic. Like, sit here, get my Doritos. You know, this is going to be a fun watch. It is not fun. And let me. Uh, I have a. Here's this quote from somebody that worked on it. <laughs> the interesting thing is, the day after the special aired was the day of the Jonestown massacre. <laughs> it was just a bad time for everybody. <laughs> It's in the same breath of a Jonestown. <laughs> That's probably why you don't hear as much about it. <laughs> Literally, they people killed themselves. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> their damn kids, that was the last thing they got to watch. <laughs> their parents gave them that delicious Kool-Aid <laughs> for their afternoon snack. Jim, stop giving the Kool-Aid. No more stuff. <laughs> I also have to warn you as we begin this special report that what you're about to see almost defies description. Just one more round, friend. That homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. It shows what the mass suicide looks like when over 400 cultists who believed in everything that Jim Jones said took their own lives. As you can see, bodies are strewn all over the place. Just one more drop, friend, before we stop. Try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the place. We may not thrive, friend, but we survive, friend. Look, we're alive, friend, you and I. So say goodnight, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. The bodies are laid out almost like everybody took the poison and then picked a place to be still somewhere until the poison took effect.
So this is what the People's Temple Grand Plan in Guiana came to. Mass suicide by cyanide and bullets. People uh, pushing um, into position where they welcome their own destruction as a means to an end. Even when you know it's so, even when you see it as we're seeing it right now, it is still unbelievable. Good night, friend. Good night, friend. Good night, but not 